Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with none other than Shauna Theriault and Michael Griffin, uh, both work in our financial planning department, our planning and implementation department at Hensler Financial, uh, where if you would like for us to answer questions for you, either on the air or off the air, right? you can give us a call, 770-429-9166. Uh, you can call our Question hotline, 1-855-429-9166, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. All right, guys. Uh, well, let's move on. we got lots of questions from uh, listeners, and uh, if you have questions, let us give you a little way that you can get them to us. You can give us a call, 770-429-9166. You can talk to a human being if you give us a call there. Uh, we also have a question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. Uh, you call in, you get a recording, you leave a message, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. So, uh, and, and then you can email us, drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, we also have a website where if you wanted to answer some of your own questions with information that we provide through our website, you can get us at uh, hensler.com. Uh, we're also active on, um, y'all are going to have to help me out here, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Twitter uh, Snapchat? I don't know. I don't, I don't do that either. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're on Snapchat. I don't Instagram? know. Do we have an Instagram? <laughs> I, I, don't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you can, I tell you what, if you put in dot com, you will find us, no <laughs> doubt. Or type in Hensler Financial. So, uh we have a question this week from Richard from Atlanta. says, uh, suddenly Apple has jumped to be 7.1% of my portfolio. I'm afraid it's in a taxable account, and my cost basis is $13.45. Well, first of all, let's say congratulations. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, his question is, so should I stay fully in or take a little off the table and pay the government? Uh, you know, it's, it's always sad to invite the government to your party. Uh, they're going to take more than what you believe is their fair share. But I always say, you know, just be glad that we don't get as much government as we pay for. Um, <laughs> but in the end, uh, if you think about it, Apple actually makes up about four and a quarter percent, 4.25 percent of the overall S&P 500. So, you know, I think we do have kind of a rule of thumb around here. We'd rather not see a single position get beyond 10 percent of your portfolio um, but one thing I would say is when you look at the valuation, you know, we talked, I said something about FANG stocks earlier, uh, Facebook, Apple, or Amazon, rather, Netflix, Google, some people include that Apple into it as well. Uh, Apple is one of the most attractively valued with a price-to-earnings ratio of 18.73. Now, you compare that to Amazon, 230.8. You look at Netflix PE, 230.7. Wow. Just a crazy uh, difference, Troy. Right. I mean, you know, at 18.73, that's below the overall market, which has got a PE of about 21.6 right now. Apple doesn't scare me in the way that some of the other tech stocks do at the moment, and it's really because of the valuation. Valuation is not the price. It's not that it costs 207 bucks. It's that value is what you get for what you pay. So what you're buying is a long-term stream of cash flows. Uh, if you want to look at those as the earnings of the company, you know, you're paying 18.73 times the, the value of those 
cash flows just in the last 12 months. So in my opinion, you know, this is not a bad deal. Uh, Shauna, what do you think we got? Uh, you know, you're talking about a taxable account. It's not fun to pay the government. You could probably diversify, maybe hoping that uh, Richard's got a retirement account. Maybe he could he could uh, make it up there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, this is so hard for me because you know, I, me, I, I take the emotion out of it because I'm the planner, right? And I and for and other people, for other people, yeah. right? And so, but this is still, it's hard for me to say, okay, let's sell Apple and buy this other stock that's not that exciting, you know, because yeah. <laughs> Apple's just exciting. But will it always be exciting? We don't know. And so, being vigilant and trimming it back and slowly paying the taxes, because the last thing you want to do, think about it. Let's say it goes to 10 percent, and we're we're like, okay, we're at the limit. We don't want to be. Well, what are the gains going to be then? Just trim back to seven. So. If you're diligent, you just trim it back, you know, over time, um, then it won't get to levels that are so high and you can diversify in other things. Right. You know, because once it gets to be, you know, concentrated position, if you will, then it's going to the taxes on that are going to be unbelievable. Right. Well, I mean, even now, most of it is, you know, we're dealing with the uh, with the. um value that he's already got in there is really mostly taxable at this point. Mm -hmm. Most of it is the gain. Uh, I I think just to wrap it up, 7.1% is not over what we would call our 10% limit. You got tax issues. Uh, you know, if you can, if you have a well-diversified portfolio, hopefully Apple's not the only thing that you own. Then Uh, I would say trim out. Right. Obviously obviously it's it's not not 7%. If it's 7.1%. But uh, you know, be careful if you're if you've got things in your retirement account, because quite often they, if it's a the large mutual account, funds. the mutual funds mm-hmm. are going to have a big exposure to Apple as well. Sure, uh, it would be good for you to look into it or or think about just how much true exposure you have to a single company, especially given technology and and what it's done lately. So, um, and as we kind of mentioned earlier, and I know, you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier, tax rates are down. Capital gains rates are over the same at 15% or 20% even in the highest tax bracket, but your other income may be in a lower bracket. So it may, you know, cost less this year, just trimming out of it too, in general. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can also be mindful of managing that, uh, that tax burden by looking for something that might have, uh, a loss right. in your portfolio. Right. You could you have uh, a consumer sell. staples or whatever else or, or energies that are down. You can offset that. Those. Yeah, no doubt. Um, telecom. If you own uh, some AT&T or Verizon right. stock or something like that, that, that had losses. And, and think about this. Now, your overall position may not have a loss, but if you've bought along the way, like you dollar cost average into the market, you mm-hmm. might have certain um, lots, tax lots where, you know, you might own, say, 100 shares of Apple, but you bought it at two share increments over the last 10 years. Uh, some of those shares, probably not in Apple at this point, but some of those shares in other securities, you might have some some portions that you could sell, take a loss on and then offset some of the gains in your portfolio and make sure that it remains uh, diversified. But uh, just based on the information we got here, you know, there's no real rush to run out and sell. Just stay vigilant on it and and make sure it doesn't get above 10%. No doubt. There you go. All right, uh, next question. AC from Marietta says, I have inherited an IRA from a deceased relative, and I understand that I must begin taking mandatory withdrawals by December 31, 2019. Uh, Which age divisor is required to calculate the RMWs, my current age, or the age of my deceased relative? And the next question, since I have not taken any withdrawals 
uh, as this account has uh, just been transferred, would it be possible to give this IRA to my children uh, so the money can grow tax-free until they reach retirement age? AC, hey, well, like a, we're, we're sorry for your loss. That's awful. It's obviously yeah. it happened this year, so yeah, no doubt. sorry to hear that. Yeah. All right, so uh, in answering the question, um, what do you guys think? Well, she's got she um, she has to take the required minimum distribution based on her age. Um, yeah, it's not on the deceased. It's based on your age, AC. Based on your age, when the the year after you receive it, it's it's using the single life expectancy table. Um, so if you were if you were 55 years old, that factor would be 29.6, and then it's decreased every year after that by one. Um, you could have disclaimed this property, this uh, this account, if your kids were contingent beneficiaries on the account, but it sounds like you've already taken ownership of this of this account. So, um, and even if you had given it to your children, they would have still had to take required minimum distributions based on their age. But yeah. it would be on a lower factor, obviously, Absolutely. given, right. Um, but if you want to call us, AC, we can kind of talk you through that if you'd like. As Michael said, um, you know, you can disclaim property, but you have to disclaim it prior to receiving the property. Um, so the the window may be lost, but, you know, we're certainly happy to talk to you about it. Yeah, and then you said also they would have to, the, the other caveat is they would have had to be a contingent. Correct. Uh, yes. Right. Correct. So, so if they're not one of uh, one of the named individuals as beneficiary, then probably not even then, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, got another one here. If I can flip pages. How about that? Uh, Mike from Snellville says, is there anything to worry about having my money in a money market fund at Schwab or Vanguard versus an FDIC-insured money market at a bank? Uh, both the prime money market fund at Vanguard and the Vanguard, uh, I mean, the value advantage money market fund at Schwab uh, show their member SIPC, but the bank has an FDIC-insured money market. Now, uh, SIPC really protects you against fraud or some of those things. FDIC protects against bank failure. Right. So the two uh, accounts would be significantly different. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get more of an of an insurance from a uh, a bank money market account and you know that there is they call and SIPC them, also protects you from brokerage account failure that is such true, as yeah. a, a Vanguard went under which that would be difficult to do we also said about Lehman Brothers so it also protects you there too right it does yeah no okay. doubt uh, so so if they failed then right you could but here's the thing about money markets these days uh, there were uh, for you know related to money market mutual funds uh, you know, the, the old thing has been forever that they can't break a buck, meaning that they always trade at one dollar. Mm -hmm. um, anytime that uh, you have a recession, though, it's it, there has almost seen always them. been a situation where either some got real close or some would bust that one dollar, which means that the assets backing them were not sufficient uh, to still say that you know you're going to get all your money back. So, right. uh, what the what the beauty and the has way been that they went around that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Troy. So you saw a lot of money market funds starting to reduce their expense ratio to try to keep it at a dollar. Right. Yeah, they would do that. Uh, so what's happened now? Regulators came in and in a manner of trying to fix this issue where a money market mutual fund is bound to that one dollar net asset value, um, they have decided. That you know, when anytime uh, it's it's the same old thing. You know, um, emotions get the best of people when they hear that uh, their money might be in peril. What do they do? They're going to run and try to take it out. So, 
no matter what the situation, um, there is now the potential for some money market mutual funds uh, to lock up your money. So right. liquidity has changed significantly. You can be held away from your money as much as 10 days. And, and that's scary if you want it. Is uh, it all of it or just a percentage? It would be any withdrawal for 10 days. See, it can, it can keep you from being uh, your money being available for 10 whole days. And uh, even then, they can charge 2% on the withdrawal. Uh, and these are all changes, and not only that, but, uh, you know, the fund does Think about that, 2%. So if you have it in a money market that's earning 1.5%, they could charge you 2% to get it out. That's true. And, and uh, what So you it's see still now, a negative return. Right. Now, there are money market funds that actually don't have those uh, caveats, and those are going to be the government money market funds. So any of those are going to be uh, government issue um government issue securities held within those money markets. Uh, that being the case, uh, guess what? You're taking less risk, risk less return, less return. Yeah. And right. that's the way it's always going to be. In and again, Mike, these, you know, those lockups and restrictions we're talking about is usually in a banking crisis, usually. On the oh yeah. No, you're, they, it, they, they put it that, so we're not in that right now, but it's just something to consider when you ask which one's safer. Yeah, we're talking about planning ahead here. Right. You know, just a few minutes ago. Uh, this is one of those things that I would not want to subject, uh, surely, clients to. Uh, that's the kind of money, honestly, any any cash that you're going to set in these accounts, you would assume that you need within the next 12 months, maybe even shorter periods than that. Sure. Uh, so... You and know. when we look at our planning, we say, okay, you know, our our target asset allocation, we look at, you know, what money do you need to withdraw in the next 10 years? So we do not put 10-year money, if you will, any liquidity needs you have in the next 10 years for living expenses from your portfolios. We don't put those in those type of money, in those vehicles either. Right. Because the last thing you want to do is not have access to your money if you need it. Absolutely. So, and, and Troy, you're talking about a money market that they can lock up compared to a government money market, you're really not talking about that much of a different interest rate. I mean, uh, it, it's 20, a, 35 basis points, but a lot of folks will throw away the, the ability to be liquid for just that much. But you know what? I don't know that they, a lot of people know about that. Yeah. It's very specific and it's no, a new no regulation. Doubt. It is. Yeah. Very new. All right. Well, we're up against it. Uh, end of the show. I think the market's going to be up this week. What do you guys think? Quick. Absolutely. Up. All right. There we go. Listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.